We live in a world where something is always brewing. Knowing that we are not alone in our struggles oftentimes gives us the strength to keep pushing forward. So pour that cup of coffee because you, my friend, are not alone. Welcome to Coffee with Corey. Welcome to Coffee with Corey. Yeah. If you don't have a cup of coffee, you need to get one. I'm going to definitely be swigging on mine while we're talking here. I'm sitting here with my iced coffee because who doesn't need a a good jolt of caffeine? (laughs) Anyway, today we want to talk about focusing on the words that we speak and the words we allow to be spoken over us. Have you ever heard the saying, if you don't have something nice, don't say nothing at all. <laughs> and, and you know, we hear this phrase and we think that's true. And it is so true. We really need to start exercising it more. <laughs> Especially on social media and people are going at each other over nonsense for things that they don't even know these people for topics that don't even matter. Also, another one um, that we have often heard growing up is sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And that cannot be the farthest thing from the truth. Hello? I don't know who thought of that. They were deflecting or in denial. Because words really do have the power to make us feel inadequate and inferior. Words have the power to mold and shape the way we think about ourselves and others. And we need to be really intentional about not coming into agreement with negativity. And the words that we say are either going to bring about positivity and encouragement, or they're going to bring about fear, destruction, division. So we need to really think about the words that are coming out of our mouths. Oftentimes, people are speaking things based upon something that is wounded in them because something may have been spoken over them and they have come into agreement with this negative narrative and they just go on perpetuating the problem. Yes, hurt people hurt people, right? Isn't that the truth? And so when people are wounded, they say hurtful things. So I wanna talk today about what we are saying. Are we saying things that are positive? Are we saying things that are uplifting? Are we coming into agreement with negativity? When somebody comes to gossip to you, are you inflating the drama by asking more questions and being like, yeah, and you know what? And then this happened to me and they did that to me. And oh, and like you're just throwing wood on the fire and you're just adding some kerosene. And do you think that that is helping? Do you think adding kerosene to fire is helping. Well, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to burn the building down? I mean, what's the goal here? Or are you saying like, hey, you know what? Yeah, that is kind of messed up. But you know, maybe they didn't mean it that way. Or yeah, we got to pray for them. I don't don't know. I don't know what's going on there. And just really being a stopgap to drama. In our home, we are very intentional about the words that we say, especially when it comes to the children. My husband and I have a pact between us that we are not going to say things that are going to label the kids in a negative way. For instance, if our eight-year-old is doing something and say he lies about it, we are very careful to to never say, you're a liar. No, 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 no. We might say, Abel, you lied. That's not okay. We talk about the action and not letting the action define his character. 
because he is not a liar and we're not going to label him that way. We're not going to let him have an internal narrative of that being his his identity. And so we're very adamant about talking about actions versus negative things being a part of a person's character. If Abel has a messy room, I don't ever say, you're a slob. No, 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 no. Back that up. Abel, your room is messy and you know better. So please go clean your room. We need to think about the way that we talk about things. We need to think about the tense in which we use them. Are we slapping labels on people when we need to describe what's going on versus actually labeling things? Because really, we want to speak to people's wholeness. We want to speak to people's um, good nature and good character. And if we're going around labeling people with this, this, and that, especially our impressionable children, they're going to continue to think that that's who they are and identify as that. But me and Chris are very adamant about using words to describe actions, not allowing the label of the action to identify our children. We say to Abel, you might make mistakes. What you did is not who you are. And so let's do things that are alongside with who you are, which is awesome and great. I see so many times even in counseling, how people are so wounded from their childhoods by words that were spoken over them, whether it was by a parent or a coach or a teacher and people in positions of authority and how it really damaged them, maybe even siblings and things that happen at school and how as children, they allowed this narrative to create the truth in their minds and they accepted these lies as truth and how it really did affect the way that they moved forward in their adolescence and their young young adulthood as a result of those words. And maybe you've allowed lies or negative words to label you. And so so that's something to think about. I saw this YouTube video. I'll definitely put the link in my show notes. But IKEA did this study where they wanted to draw attention and awareness around bullying and the effects of bullying on kids. And so they took two plants and they brought them to a school. And They had one plant on one side and another plant on the other side, and both of them were encapsulated, and they had a recorder going off saying statements like, you are ugly, you are shriveled, you're not even green, you're disgusting, you are nothing, you'll never grow, you're stunted, who do you think you are? All these very aggressive negative statements. Then the other plant had the recorder, and it was saying, you are loved, you are flourishing, you are growing, look at you, you're so strong, yeah, drink that water, you're so green, and all these like really nice edifying statements to this plant. And they did this for 30 days. It was so evident to which plant was withered, stunted, and didn't grow and actually shrunk from when they started to the other plant who was pressing against the box, the encapsulation that it was in, and growing and vibrant and flourishing. And we need to get that word picture for what we speak over ourselves, what we speak over our children, what we speak over our work situations, what we speak over our marriages, what we speak over our relationships. And we need to understand that our words have the power to give life or bring death. And we need to come in agreement with things that are edifying, because we're going to be known for our words. Everybody knows that person, like, oh, yep, she's a gossip, or yep, mm -hmm, that person is always so negative, and I just don't even want to be around them. And you are going to be known by the words that you say, and you're going to be known for the things that you promote. And you are giving energy 
whether it's positive or negative through the words that you're saying. We've just talked about kind of what we should say, what we shouldn't say. Also, a big thing is how do we say it? How are we choosing to communicate? Are we choosing to communicate when we're emotional? Are we choosing to communicate when we're angry, upset, frustrated? Are we choosing to communicate with undertones of sarcasm and throwing in passive aggressive jabs? We need to think our emotions as a barometer, as a gauge on what's going on inside us. And if you're having a reaction to something, an emotional reaction to something, that's a really good indicator that you need to take a time out from whatever is going on and go process why you might be feeling that way. I guarantee it, it'll save you so much heartache of saying things you didn't really mean in a way you really shouldn't have said it. And so it'll really spare you from having um, to apologize later. Some people give give full win to their emotions. They say a whole bunch of stuff. It's like they're dropping bombs with their words, and they really don't even have the self-awareness to recognize that that wasn't okay, that it was disrespectful, that it really brought negativity into the environment. And some people just don't even have the wherewithal to say sorry. And so, hey, you know, we've all made mistakes, myself included. And I've had to say I was sorry and been like, you know what? I swallow my pride, say I was wrong. Hey, I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said it that way. And so you need to take awareness of not only what we say, but how we are choosing to say it. And if we are having an emotional reaction, we need to take a step back and process those feelings before we can communicate effectively. Because really, when we're having a conversation that may be heated or um, trying to bridge some gaps of understanding, we need to not be influenced by the emotions of it because that's only going to muddy the waters in trying to communicate clearly. And so when we want to communicate clearly, the purpose is to bring restoration, understanding, empathy, and unity. And if we are coming at it from this emotional place, it's going to be hard. And then another thing is we need to think about when we choose to have this type of conversation. For instance, when my husband comes home from work, no, I am not going to talk to him about how this happened, this happened, this happened. No, I'm going to let my husband come in. We're going to have family dinner. The kids are going to go to bed. It's quiet. It's chill. All the distractions are gone. And then then that's what I would choose to talk to him about some things that I needed his full attention on. But I'm choosing to use the optimal time here. I'm not talking to him right as soon as he comes in hot from work. Let's pick a better time when our audience is going to be open to receiving the things we have to say. And that's really important, even for ourselves. I've said, hey, can you just put a pause on that? I'm not at a place where I could process what you're talking to me about right now, but definitely send me the link or let's pick this up later. We all have to give ourselves grace and be able to communicate that, but we also have to give other people grace and try to be understanding, especially to our spouses and the people that we're close to. Because here's the thing is, is we want to perpetuate good, solid relationships and communication is the key to having successful relationships. If you cannot communicate, communicate effectively. There's going to be misunderstanding. There's going to be hurt feelings. There's going to be things that are unresolved. And the way we choose to communicate in the words we say, how we say it, when we choose to say it are so vital to having healthy relationships. And so these are some things that we need to start processing and think about. And if something happens, go to that person and communicate the things that disappointed you and that you were hurt by in a non-confrontational way. Don't say things that are 
accusatory, say things like, hey, when you said this, it made me feel this way. And I'm not sure if you meant it that way, but that's how I took it. And I wanted just to understand where you're coming from. And let's have conversations where we start giving the people in our lives the benefit of the doubt. And if it's a valuable enough relationship in your life, they're worth these kinds of conversations. Now, if this is any Joe Schmo on Facebook or Instagram and people are just trolls and just trying to rain in your parade, then why do you even give two figs what they think anyway? So just keep that moving. But if this is like a valuable person in your life, they're worth having the hard conversations with. They're worth investing that time, investing your um, conscious awareness to communicate lovingly and effectively to bring about restoration wholeness and unity. And so that's what we need to use our words towards and for is creating unity and perpetuating positivity and love and wholeness and encouragement. And if your words are not projecting those things, then maybe you need to be quiet. And I've had to tell myself lots of times, Corey, you need to shut up. Corey, shut up now because you're not in a place where you're going to speak anything nice and anything that's going to add to this. And you're just going to subtract by saying all this nonsense. So I've had to give myself little Corey pep talks once in a while. And, and you know what? We need to all give ourselves a little pep talk like, hey, stop the Z, be quiet, you know, <laughs> shut your mouth, come back to it after you've processed it, after you've removed the motion from it, when it's a good time to communicate it, when people are going to be well received, when you're going to say it well, and manage yourself. We all need to start managing ourselves better and ask ourselves these questions because you know what? No one else is going to manage you other than you. And I'm going to tell you something. Nobody wants to be friends with somebody that is a loose cannon and is unmanageable. That's just the facts. These are the breaks. It's just a lot of drama. It's a lot of energy. It's draining. It's exhausting. Nobody wants to be around that. So do yourself a favor. Do your loved ones a favor and be self-aware and ask yourself these hard questions and let's be intentional about speaking life. I've talked a lot about what we should be saying, what we should be owning, but you need to also think about what words you allow people to speak over you. And if you have someone in your life that is speaking negatively to you, you need to think about how to have a conversation with that person and lovingly let them know that that's not okay. If they continue to cross that boundary and continue to speak negatively to you, then I would really implore you to take a step back and reevaluate that relationship and see if it's something that's really necessary that needs to be in your life. Or you have to grow awareness that you obviously can't give what they say weight. And what I mean by that is don't place value on what they say. If you know this person is foolish and they spout off nonsense, then please, for the love of God, don't take what they say to heart. Sometimes I'll be counseling somebody and they'll be saying, and this person said this to me and I'm really upset about it. And I will ask questions like, well, who is this person? Is this person a positive influence on you? No, this is just somebody I know. Well, then why do you care? Why do you care what these acquaintancy people think? Really? Honestly, I'm here to tell you, you don't need anybody else's approval, but yours and God's and the few people in your life that you trust. But that circle should be under 10 people. You shouldn't be giving the majority of people in your life the ability to speak over you to the point where you take it to heart. You need to get an understanding of not everybody has the best of intentions. People are going through their own nonsense and you don't need to own what foolish people are saying. Can we consider the source here? This person that said that there are 
a wreck and they have this issue and that issue. Why are you even owning what they're saying? Is this really somebody that's educated that could speak to this area? And so I'm challenging you today. When people say things to you, consider the source. Is this somebody that you should even be giving your energy towards and really consider if this is something that you really need to own or if you could just easily dismiss it and do the Taylor Swift, shake it off, shake it off and keep it moving. And so we talked a lot about today about words and the importance of words. And I want you to think about the words that are coming out of your mouth. And I want you to think about the words you are allowing people to speak over you and how to have healthy conversations in a way where you evaluate how you should say it and being self-aware to own when you make a mistake and giving yourself grace to try better next time. I hope you all have a great day and hope this spurs positive conversations in your week. Have a good one. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as always, I am your host, Corey Powers. Please follow, share, and review this podcast to help others seeking encouragement. For more information, be sure to check out my website, coreypowers.com. And tune in next time for more Coffee with Corey.